I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. A challenging trip to the Bay Area awaits the Arizona State Sun Devils, who are about to hit the road in Pac-12 conference play for the first time this 2019 season. This coming Friday night, yes, Friday night, Coach Herm Edwards Sun Devils will visit one of his alma maters when ASU takes on the undefeated and 15th-ranked Cal Golden Bears. It will be Arizona State's first football trip to Berkeley and Cal's Memorial Stadium since 2015. Take this as your personal invitation to join us for the next hour as we preview the ASU Cal contest and talk Sun Devil and college football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for tonight's show. With me, as always, second-year Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I welcome you to this broadcast, which originates live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU football season for All Aboard with Coach Herm and stick around for great food and an ice-cold beverage or two. As always, we have several guests joining us here this evening. Both sides of the line of scrimmage will be represented by the two players who will be dropping by this evening, sophomore defensive lineman D.J. Davidson and freshman center turn guard Donovan West will be our guests here. And also joining us tonight, a gentleman we are so honored to have as a part of the Arizona State football staff. For 16 years, he was the head coach of the NFL's Cincinnati Bengals and the winningest coach in Bengals history. And now he's a special advisor to Coach Herm Edwards. Marvin Lewis will be here a bit later on this evening. And a reminder, this season we're airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live for our fans who can't join us here at the Lodge. You can catch the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Just like a football game, our show is formatted in quarters. So here now, the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. And my favorite part of the show, time to welcome in my esteemed co-host, second-year Arizona State head football coach, Herm Edwards. Good to see you, Coach, as always. Yes, Whether we, it's Thursdays or Tuesdays, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's always good to be here. we got a nice crowd. Uh, we got a bunch of Sun Devil fans in here. They, they, they've been great this season thus far supporting us. And um, we got to go on the road yeah. to, uh, to, to a, a place familiar, you're rather familiar with. To a familiar with. place. Yes, indeed. To a familiar place. I said the, one uh, of your alma maters. You played one. at two schools, but one of them – the esteemed University of California at Berkeley, yep. where you were a defensive back in the early 1970s. This will be your first time going back as a coach? It'll be right? the first time going back, and um, kind of ironic, um, my roommate at my freshman year was a quarterback by the name of Vince Ferragamo. I've heard of him. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up leaving, too. He went to Nebraska, and I left, <laughs> too. But That's right. But that's another story for another day. That's but, right. Um, It'll be fun walking in there. I've actually taken my family up there mm-hmm. uh, about 10 years ago, probably when the girls were a little bit younger. But uh, a lot of memories uh, in that stadium. I always tell people I still hold the record there. I was going to lead into that. Look still in the Cal there. record book and see who has the most interceptions in a single game in the history of California football. Drum roll. Ba-da. Herm yep. Edwards. Yep. It's, uh... Four. <laughs> Count them. Four picks yeah. in one game? Yeah, really? in one game. Yeah. Who were you playing that game? Uh, Washington State 
Charlie Peck was the quarterback. Wow. I remember like it was a yesterday. A conference game, no. Conference that. game. First play he threw was an out, and I intercepted and went about 54 touchdowns. But, uh, now, I don't want to date you, Coach, but that would have been a Pac-8 conference game, right? It was right? the Pac-8. You're exactly right. And um, a lot of talented players in that, that conference then. Um, a guy by the name of Bobby Moore. Now Later Ahmad Rashad. Mm-hmm. Quarterback the, for Oregon was a Dan Fouts. He was a fairly good player. He was pretty good. A lot of good players in that conference. Boy, there. I'll tell you yeah. what, there sure were. Yeah. And you look at this Cal team circa 2019, they're a pretty good football team, too. Off to a 4-0 start. They're up to 15th in the national rankings. Their defense has been considered their strength. But last week, Coach, their offense showed up in their 28-20 win over Ole Miss. What's your overview on this, Cal? Well, um, very well, Coach, uh, Justin Wilcox is their head coach, does a fine job. It's the third year in this program, and um, he, he's really kind of turned it around in a sense. Uh, it was a defense-orientated uh, you know, system that they were running, mm-hmm. uh, complicated somewhat in the back end of their secondary, right. trying to make the quarterback hold the ball at times because of the coverages they play. Mm-hmm. Now, offensively, they picked it up, and the quarterback um, has done a nice job. I mean, all of his, the first couple games, he was more of a runner, and now he's kind of – Opened up the offense. Uh, they've done a nice job with him. He's a very good athlete. He mm-hmm. can run. Uh, but did a nice job on the road throwing the football as well. Boy, that it's, it almost sounds to me like you're describing your own offense, doesn't it? For three weeks, uh, points were kind of tough to come by. And even though you lost Saturday against Colorado, Jaden Daniels continues to spread the wings and grow. And, uh, and, and their quarterback, Chase Garbers, had his best day. Both kids passed for around 350 yards. Absolutely. And it was good to see our offense finally get going. You know, it was a game that going into it felt like, we we're going to have to score some points. It wasn't going to be a 10 to 7 game by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. Felt like it would be in the maybe in the high 20s. Um, didn't anticipate they go up on us right out the gate 14-0, and then all of a sudden you're scratching your head, going, "Ooh, can yeah. we stop them?" Right? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden our offense got going in the second in the second quarter. Actually scored 21 points, mm-hmm. uh, 24-21, and then it became the second half basically a defensive game. You know, both teams only scoring uh, 10 points, uh, but you got to give Colorado a lot of credit. Uh, they came in here. Uh, and, and, and really got off to a fast start and, and, and got a lead, and then we were playing catch-up for a while. Yeah. Your team, I thought, showed resilience in that four times. They rallied back from as much as a 14-point deficit to tie the game, but they were just never able to get over that hump. And, and it was a game of missed op- opportunities yes. on both sides of the ball, whether it was defense making a, a critical stop when we needed to do that um, or offensively not making a play or two. and. It kind of reminds me a little bit of some games we got involved in last year. Mm-hmm. You know, a one-score game again. Here we go with that song. And, and we were fortunate to win some. Some we did not. And it basically boils down to, to ten, 10 plays in a football game. Um, yeah. you, know, you make six or seven of those, probably going to win. If you don't, then yeah. you're not. Yeah. And as you look at last week's game from a defensive standpoint, it seemed to me, Herm, that the, the big issue was uh, – the fact that I think Steven Montez, their quarterback, walked off the field with virtually a clean jersey. He just didn't get pressured, didn't get put on the ground. Well, it's funny you say that because my wife told me that too when the game was over. <laughs> she said the quarterback can hang his uniform up. You guys never hit him. I said, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he did a nice job. Uh, you know, veteran guys, senior uh, had a lot of time in the pocket at times, but at, at times he, he got outside too and, and extended He's got that the play. Mobility. He, he had one of his better games. He really did and threw the ball well. Yep. 
Uh, Chase Garber, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself talking about Cal's quarterback, but looking last week, Montez threw for, I think, 337 yards. And what impressed me, they did their damage without LaVisca Chennault oh, for yes. most of the game. And he's one of the better players in the Pac-12. And might be one of the better receivers in the country. Dual, the dual threat can run it, can can catch the ball. And he got hurt early. I don't know what happened to him. Hopefully he's going to be okay because you never want to see a player of his caliber Get, you know, I don't like to see any player get hurt. Yeah, I, mean, I really don't. I mean, and he's a he's a fine young man. And he's going he's, he's going to play on Sundays. There's no doubt about that. Oh, there's no question. You know, we talked about uh, Montez not getting his uniform dirty. Well, you know what? Jaden Daniels uh, didn't get his uniform terribly dirty either because your line I thought did a good job protecting him. And boy, that young man, I, I think he gets better possession by possession, let alone game by game. Uh, give me your take on his play on Saturday. Well, he'll tell you that that he missed a couple. Uh, he, he missed a couple shots down the field, uh, but but he's he's growing every week, and, and now he's got a really tough test because this is a defense that poses problems, and, and the fact that you don't see the same two or three coverages, uh, you know, they're a defense that, that that gives you different looks. So he's got to be careful with the ball this week, you know, far as throwing it, because they play a couple things where they they trap you into throwing uh, at, at a certain area in the field, and, and then they're actually baiting you to do that. So he's going to have to be very careful with it. Um, they're, they're a good defense in the red zone. Don't give up a lot of points. Only 69 points thus far. And, and they've had some impressive wins, too. You know, mm-hmm. they, they beat Washington up there. Right. They go down to Ole Miss and beat the SEC team on the road. Yeah. Uh, so they've done a nice job of playing football. And this program's been built now. He, he's three years in, in the making of it. The quarterback's starting to play well. they got a defense. And I've always said this. If you're going to have a good football team, you got to have a good defense because it travels. And keep in mind with Cal, what a transformation that is because Justin Wilcox replaced Sonny Dykes, who when he was the head coach there implemented the air raid offense where their passing numbers were astronomical, but they struggled on the defensive side. Yeah, of the you're ball. right. And, and he's, you know, I think the team has kind of taken on his personality. His dad was has been a, a longtime coach. Uh, and so he's kind of taken on that personality, that team of their coach. You know, a good coach. I mean, solid guy. I've known him, and he's mm-hmm. he's a class act. You know how he handles things, and yeah. and and this team plays hard. They're physical. They can run the ball on offense. So they do a lot of good things, and they're they're ranked 15th in the country. There's for a reason. You know, yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. you just kind of watch them play, and, and they don't beat themselves. Yeah, very smart football team. And a lot of uh, my fellow old timers might remember uh, Justin Wilcox's dad, Dave Wilcox, yep. was an outstanding linebacker for the 49ers. Yep. I think in the Mid-60s and uh, early 1970s, uh, really, really good football player. Um, Jaden Daniels, uh, my understanding, he I listened to him talk today, and he says with a Cal defense, he's going to have to be patient. Yes. They, they don't give you a lot of shots, uh, opportunities to take many deep shots downfield. That's exactly right, and they've got some. They've got a good secondary. Uh, they, they they put them on islands, uh, you know, at times with coverage, but they're they're good. I mean, they they play the ball well. Um, and, and the key to defense is, is like anything, be well-coordinated. They've played in the system now for three years, and they're well-equipped of, of, of what it takes. And, and, and I think what they'll do, you know, they're going to give, give Jaden some different looks, and he's going to have to be patient mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that, that he doesn't get fall into the trap and, and, and give him a, a ball or two, you know, where they, 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 they take it and go the other way. Veteran secondary, I think they start two senior safeties and two junior cornerbacks. Ashton Davis, a safety, really good player, a Pac-12 hurdles champion. And Cameron Bynum, one of their cornerbacks, is uh, considered to be a pretty good lockdown guy. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, Plays on the left side, number 24. Uh, He does a nice job. You know, has real good eyes and can can read things. 
He watches the quarterback throw the ball. He's good at anticipating balls and, you know, gets his hand on a lot of passes. Overall, Herm, though, did you see growth uh, out of your offense on Saturday? I thought it was a step forward for that unit in that it was, game. It was fun to watch him, especially when we were down. You know, we needed a lift, and, and they provided it. I mean, they, they, they got into a rhythm, and all of a sudden you just watched it, and it was like it was fun watching them play because they felt like they could move the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and talking with Jaden every time they scored, they said, Coach, don't worry about it. At one point, Jaden went down on the defensive side and told the guys, I said, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're, we're going to do this. <laughs> and sure enough, he, he brings them back. You know, and that's that's the personality the guy has. And I think people don't really realize that because they see him and he's kind of like monotone. He doesn't get up mm-hmm. and down, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and, and so people think, well, what does he do over there? I mean, he goes over. He went, I, gotta, I told him, I said, go talk to the defense, man. <laughs> he went over there and he told him, he said, and he did. we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, just give me the ball back. And they got him the ball back and he goes down the field and he scores some points. I tell you, Herm, even in interviews, I mean, I, I was uh, talking to the young man today after practice. He, he just has something about him, an air about him. I, I think a lot of people in broadcasting use the term it, yeah. like the it factor. Does this guy have it or does he not? And Jaden Daniels definitely has an it factor, just a maturity, a poise that he you can even sense when he's doing interviews. I think he's growing in confidence week by week in that. Venue well, well, not only him, but, but the whole football team, I think, because we're very young. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not using it as an excuse, but we are. And, and, and until it is what it is. You, you, every time they go on the field, they gain experience as a football team. And, uh, you know, when they play together like this, the more the, the camaraderie comes and the more the uh, the team builds itself. And so this is good. I mean, this is good. To, if you're trying to build a program, you're building with young guys, you, you go through a lot of peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's part of it. One thing that excited me, uh, spraying the football around to nine different receivers. And I think – we got a glimpse of your future. You're, you you really have a go-to guy developing in Brandon Ayuk, who had another terrific game, yeah. nine catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown. But to see guys like Ricky Pearsall and Jordan Curley and uh, and Jordan Porter come off the injured list to make his first career reception, yeah, that, was, that's exciting to see. Well, the exciting part for me was that when we needed to make plays to keep the drive going in the big moments, they made the play. They, they didn't drop the ball. They mm-hmm. caught the ball. Yeah, you know, and, and, and when that gives them confidence. I mean, it, it, when Porter caught the slant and I was on the sideline watching, it was a big – it was third down. It was, it was a big play. And you could just tell in his eyes, it was like, okay, I can do this. You know, and then that's the fun I get out of it because you watch a guy have some success and you go, okay, that's good. Now he, And now he's walking around with his shoulders back, you know, mm-hmm. like I did this, you know. So. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what you want out of your guests. Your receivers coach, Charlie Fisher, great guy. I had a chance to visit with him today, and he was talking about that as well. And my longtime sidekick on the broadcast, Jeff Van Raphorst, has always said that if you could bottle confidence, you could probably sell it, make millions of dollars, because it's amazing what that does for a person, not just an athlete. I think people in any walk of life to have the the belief that you can do what you're supposed to do. That's exactly right. In the moment that is needed, when it's needed, like because there's pressure in those moments and you want to be able to deal with it in a sense where it's not pressure is it's you want it you want to be that person you know you want the ball i mean i i want to do this right and, and when, once you get young guys believing in that then then it becomes a powerful a, a powerful force uh to deal with and you can clearly see that Jaden daniels his many young receivers and a lot of the youngins on the sun devil offensive line i think are gaining that self-belief and confidence game by game well when you think about it it was the second time in, in this year that they've actually played together 
So this would be the third game that the offensive line have actually yeah. played. Everyone's playing the same position they started out with two weeks ago. So that helps you. And I think it settles things down. It's not going to be perfect, but it settles things down, which is important. Absolutely. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Lots more to come on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Two of the Sun Devils' emerging stars in the trenches, one from each side of the line of scrimmage, are in our blue room waiting to join us under the bright lights here at the Lodge as ASU defensive lineman D.J. Davidson and offensive lineman Donovan West will join us in a moment. But first, let's take a time out here on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. On game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live each week from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen here at First and Farmer in Tempe. If you're close by, come on in. The food's good. The beverages are great. Lots of sports, all kinds of baseball games, pennant races, and playoff berths being decided. They're all on the tube. And most importantly, a lot of great Sun Devil fans are here, as always, to listen into the show. And I promise you'll have a blast if you come on down tonight or any week we do this show at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen for All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and your host this evening. Time now to welcome in our player guest tonight, a pair of Sun Devil linemen, one from each side of the line of scrimmage. For my uh, friends here at the Lodge, the guest to my furthest right here, in keeping with Herm Edwards' vision of the almost mythical perfect football player better known as Mandrake, this young man was designated ASU's Mandrake after the Sacramento State win on September 6th. On the season, his three-and-a-half tackles for loss, third most on the ASU defense. He is tied for the team lead, having been a part of two quarterback sacks in 2019. He's a local kid from Desert Ridge High School in East Mesa. Say hello to sophomore nose tackle D.J. Davidson. D.J., how are you, buddy? Pretty good. Yourself? Good to see you. Thanks for coming on tonight. Our second guest, the closest to my right here, is a fellow who had the distinction of being the nation's only starting center the opening week of the season who was a true freshman. After two games at center, he was moved to right guard at Michigan State, and all he did there was grade out at 98% in a game the Sun Devils won 10-7. From Mission Hills, California, in the San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles, we welcome lineman Donovan West to the show. Donovan, good to see you, partner. Good to see you, too. How you doing? I'm doing great. We'll start with you, Donovan. You heard me say you were the only true freshman starting center in the country in week one. Uh, What thoughts come to your mind when you hear that uh, tidbit mentioned up? I mean, it's just been a pretty surreal thing because when I first got here, I wasn't expecting to play all that much right away. And then one of our linemen went down, and I just had to step into the spot and show everyone what I could do. And I feel that I've taken the best of that moment and just keep coming out there with the same aggression every game. And that's what life is all about, really, as you go along, isn't it? When you get opportunities in life to make the most of them. Yeah, <laughs> you've just seized yours big time. Now, your offensive line coach is Dave Christensen, and Dave told us a week or so ago that in his three and a half decades of college coaching, he had only started one true freshman player in the O-line. You have two 
in your starting lineup now, yeah. yourself and Ladarius Henderson starting out at left tackle. What does that say about you two, and what qualities do you think you have that has en- have enabled you to make such an impact so quickly? Um, I mean, it says a lot about just where we came from. Like, when we got here, we had some pretty good fundamentals down, and the coaches just helped us develop more and more skills as time went on. And something that I'd say that I have that sets me different from all the others is that I'm just going to keep, even though I'm not the biggest one out there, I'm going to stay on you. I'm going to keep driving you off the ball, and I'm going to not let you (laughs) beat me, basically. In fact, uh, your coaches have said that that young man has a mean streak in him. Do you think that explains uh, part of uh, your success here? Yeah, I'd say that has a little bit to do with it. It's a good thing for an offensive lineman to have, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Now, DJ, we talked about you being the mandrake for the Sacramento State game a couple weeks ago. How did you evaluate your your performance in that game, and what does the mandrake designation mean to you personally? Um, it really just means just someone that just does their job to the to the best of ability. And um, and when I per, when I watched myself on film, um, I kind of saw those aspects um, every play, and and I just have to continue to keep doing that. What does Mandrake? I, I, Coach Fedwards makes it sound like almost a mythical figure. What, yeah. what, what kind of vision do you have when you hear that word? Just kind of how he always says, someone that can just run over everybody, like regardless, <laughs> just put your head down and, and just grind and don't say anything. Sounds so. like Superman can bend steel in his bare hands and do pretty much anything, <laughs> huh? Yeah. How about Evan Fields? He was your successor as Mandrake at Michigan State. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about his game that afternoon when you beat the Spartans. He, he did he did amazing. I mean, the fourth the fourth down stop that he had, and and just throughout the whole game, just the tackles and and just communicating with everybody and, and just playing very physical and aggressive downhill. And it was just amazing to watch him do that. He had a great game indeed. Donovan, this past week's game against Colorado, Coach Edwards referenced it earlier. The second consecutive game where your offensive line group was intact. Ladarius Henderson, Alex Lasoya at left guard, Cole Cabral moving back to center, you playing right guard, and Steve Miller at right tackle. Uh, How do you feel your group is progressing now with two full games together under your belt? I mean, I think time is a big part of it just because, like, our chemistry is getting better between the five of us because timing is, like, a big thing. Like, if we're not all moving on the same key – the play won't turn out to look right. So I just feel like the more and more snaps we get, the more and more time we'll have to improve our chemistry together. And talk about that a little bit more, That wh- why a lot of people feel like in the offensive line in particular, it's so important to have that cohesiveness and that continuity amongst the members of the unit. I mean, as the offensive lineman, we work as a unit. So if one person isn't doing their job, it brings us all down. It's not really an individual thing. So... I say that's why it's important for all of us to be on the same key. And you've played pretty much every position in the line. I think you were a tackle in high school. Yes, sir. You started at center at uh, the beginning of this season, moved to right guard. Talk about the challenges each p- position presents, and what is your, where do you feel your strength is or where your future is positionally? Um, I mean, I've, since I played every position, I'd say that tackle would be one of the harder positions just because – the open space factor of it and you get quicker guys outside so and then interior i mean you just deal with the bigger guys Mm -hmm. and then center has that extra little challenge because you have to worry about snapping the ball is that the first time you'd ever been a center or uh, yeah coming into college i had never really played center before in a live game so 
just mainly in fall camp was getting all the snaps was my first time doing it. What was that moment like for you when they say, <laughs> hey, young man, we're going to need you to uh, play center, and oh, by the way, you're going to be the starting center too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, towards the end of my career in high school, I started hearing it more that I might end up playing center in college just because I'm not as big as all the other linemen. <laughs> so um, late in my senior year, I started working on it a little bit just because I knew I might be thrown into that position. Yep. Now, DJ, you're playing the position in the defensive line where Rennell Wren played a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, now with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, what did you learn from Rennell uh, last year, and how would you compare your skill set with his? Um, I, I just really learned from him. Just just watching him play, he just always had a motor, just um, pushing the pocket, and there's things I have to work on in that aspect of my game, and, and just like how to be a leader and just not talk too much and just keep my head down and stay humble and and just really grind mm-hmm. and, and just not say much. So. Lead, lead by example is what, yeah. it's, what it sounds like. Yeah. How would you dis- uh, evaluate your play through the first four games? Um, I think I've, uh, I did really good coming out. And then um, and I'm kind of like just trying to figure out how to be more consistent a little bit and just pressing that pocket more. Mm-hmm. So. And you had to come off an injury. You were having a good season last year, and then you got hurt. I think it was in the USC game. How challenging was that to come back from that ankle injury? Um, it wasn't too challenging just because I had a, like a lot of support with my wife and her family and my family and the coaching staff and Coach Joe and all, and really every coach at the program they they all were there for me um make sure I was getting back um back back full health back full and healthy and just with my strength in the weight room and the trainers making sure my ankle was stable and everything. Well, a lot of those guys are the unsung heroes of the program, aren't mm-hmm. they? Big time. Donovan, uh, the offensive line, I thought, did a really good job protecting Jaden Daniels and what a game he had in defeat on Saturday. Uh, talk about Jaden. Give me your take on what it's like, what he, how he commands the huddle, and your impressions of how he has been able to perform so far. Yeah, Jaden, as a young quarterback, he's shown his poise a lot throughout the games. He never really gets flustered out there. So that's important for us because he's the leader of the offense and we feed off body language mm-hmm. so i feel it's important that what he does just keeping his composure and leading us out there on the field every series we get is important and i feel he's been a great leader so far is it that poise that you think is his most special or unique talent or gift i mean besides his athletic abilities mm-hmm. i'd say that's one of them <laughs> Boy, it was nice to see him zing that ball around the field to nine different receivers, too, wasn't (laughs) it? Yeah. It was a very impressive performance. DJ, you play against him in practice. What's your take on Jaden, and what are some of the things you think make him so uh, difficult to defend? I just think, like, just his ability to stay calm in the pocket. um, And when he starts scrambling, it's you got to make sure you keep him in the pocket. And when he scrambles and he can throw the ball at the same time, it just makes him really dangerous. Because he can throw it, he can run it, um, and he's just he's just not scared of contact, and mm-hmm. he just wants to keep going and just win. Sure so. does, sure does. Now, you as and the rest of the defense are looking to bounce back this week against Cal. What what's your sense of the mentality of your unit as you try to put that Colorado defeat behind you? Um, just do our job and and just not try to make every play and 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 just be in the right position. Um, if it, if it's something you got to just be in that gap and make sure the ball doesn't hit in that gap to make it bounce out. We got to make sure we're there in that gap. So what will be some of the challenges their offense, Cal's offense, will pose for you? Their quarterback, Chase Garbers, uh, compares somewhat to Stephen Montez of Colorado, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Yeah, um, he likes to he likes to run the ball a lot around 
Um, so we have, we have to just make sure that as the nose guard and as the D line and the linebackers that whenever we come on a stunts or whenever we come, we have to push the pocket back just so he can't escape out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be just a big challenge for just myself and just the D line. So. Sure. Donovan, you and the rest of the offensive line going up a Cal def- against a Cal defense that has been the strength of their football team. They have the leading tackler in the nation in uh, linebacker Evan Weaver. From what you've seen on tape, what the coaches are drilling into you, what are going to be some of your keys in terms of, as an offense, moving the ball against them? I mean, yeah, we're going to try and get into the run game again. So just keeping our eyes on the on the linebackers while we're in our double teams is one of the keys because – he likes to fly to the ball. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that we get off our box quickly as well as, um, yeah, just making sure that the down linemen don't penetrate. Yep. Basic stuff, really. DJ, I think uh, I mentioned this to several people out of practice today, and a few were surprised to recognize the fact that Arizona State has actually won three of its last four regular season road games. And you're on the road this week. Do you sense a building confidence in your team going on the road to win? I think home or away, we have confidence. Um, that's kind of what we practice for. And Coach Herm tells us when we go out there, you're a starter and, and play with confidence and, and just stay calm. Well, so. it's it's going to be uh, fun watching both of you guys develop over your careers, and we thank you for joining us tonight. DJ Davidson and Donovan West, two of the uh, stalwarts in the trenches for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Guys, thanks for coming thank on tonight. You. Appreciate thank it. You. Every devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Herm Edwards opened a lot of eyes earlier this year when he hired a new special advisor for ASU football. And coming up, you'll meet him for 16 years, a head coach in the National Football League. And now he's a Sun Devil. Marvin Lewis will join us after these messages. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light third quarter new this season we are airing all aboard presented by Coors Light on Facebook live for fans who weren't able to join us out here at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen you can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil football Facebook page every week also new this season fans you can keep up with our esteemed ASU radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at Sun Devil PBP We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, your host, and we thank you for joining us tonight. In this segment of the show, we spotlight one of the members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State and how great it is to have this gentleman as part of uh, the Sun Devil football family and what impressive credentials he brings to his job as special advisor to Sun Devil football for 27 years. He coached in the National Football League, including 16 years as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, a team he led to seven playoff berths and four AFC Central Division titles en route to winning 131 games, making him the winningest coach in Bengals history. He's now a special advisor to Sun Devil football, and we welcome Marvin Lewis to the show. Marvin, so great to have you here. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Good to be here. Now, I know Herm opened a lot of eyes in the football world when he was able to bring you aboard, but yet you really have a lot of prior connections to Arizona State and the Phoenix area. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's uh, ironically, back when I started in coaching, about 1983, so it was my third year, The we came here to visit the coaching staff at Arizona State. 
and uh, uh, Daryl Rogers was the head coach, and uh, but Bob Padilla, Willie Shaw, on the defensive coaching staff, and I remember coming here and uh, into Tempe, and it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, uh, you know, my best friend, one of my f- best friends in uh, from college, Dirk Cutter, became the head coach here. My daughter came here to school in '03. My sister-in-law got married here in '93, I think, mm-hmm. around. Uh, so they planned their wedding around. We had a home game against the Cardinals when I was with the Steelers. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot uh, that's drawn Boy. us. And now we have two uh, grandsons here. And uh, so uh, it's been great. And to embellish on one of those connections, uh, Marvin's daughter, Whitney, not only uh, lived here, she used to be a colleague of mine working in the early 2000s for the then rights holder to the Arizona State Radio Network, a group then known as CBS Collegiate Sports Properties. In fact, Whitney handled all my travel arrangements That's for one year. Just telling my wife that. And all I can say is I got everywhere I needed to be and got there on time with minimal hassle. I'm sure you got there first class because she knows she's really good at spending others' money. That and I... <laughs> And nothing like a football coach's daughter to have attention to detail, right? That's right. No, she's really good at that. She sure is. <laughs> How did the conversations begin? How did the conversations go when uh, Herm approached you about the possibility of coming on board here? Well, you know, literally, I, you know, when Herm took the job last year and uh, reached out and uh, spoke to him and came over last year and visited and... Uh, you know, just after the season when uh, things went the way they did for me and just trying to decide what was next. And we had an opportunity to talk and uh, on the phone and then later on I came here to visit and uh, uh, spoke again and then, you know, came back and, and really uh, because I think the hardest thing is for the rest of the staff to be comfortable with it. And, and that's what coach had to, uh, you know, figure out for them and them had to understand, uh, you know, uh, what my role was going to be and, uh, you know, that I wasn't there to uh, take their job in right, any way right. and uh, just there to help out. You know, my job is to try and aid in every way I can with anything coach asked me to do and uh, uh, in, in all three phases of the football team. And so on a typical week, what are some of the things that you do do in the office, Marvin? Well, I, I literally sit in, you know, all the meetings, uh, you know, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, uh, uh, watch the tape with the coaches after practice each and every day and 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 make comments and uh, you know share comments with the with the coordinator share comments with coach on things and uh, you know and I'm there to, to kind of uh, you know help mentor the players mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, everybody wants when you play at this level of football you aspire to play after here sure you do and uh and i think that's you know part of it too certainly the the the, the you know the whole uh process here the whole you know is set up to go you know as the nfl model and to go forward to win a lot of games here at asu become champions and then go on and and that's the thing so to, to also provide that opportunity and mentorship and uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with one of the guys here tonight, and DJ, and mm-hmm. and uh, just you know, uh, you know, urging him and telling you know, really uh, more just confirming things for him that way. Yeah, it just seems like such a natural match in so many ways to have you here, Marvin, and um, the the value that you bring from your background in the NFL, as you said, this this is an NFL front office type paradigm that has been put in place here at Arizona State and boy it seems to me that it's working exactly as uh, everybody hoped it would. Yeah no it really has I mean you know I I, I, I think back to watching the tape uh, coming back on the plane from uh, from East Lansing and, and, and watching Donovan play you know his first game at guard and how impressed you know I was with that and so mm-hmm. those are the things that you know you, you're comparing 
these players to the young players that over the years we were fortunate enough to draft uh, in Cincinnati or Baltimore or Pittsburgh or wherever else I coached in the NFL. Yes. And in fact, uh, your lead into that, uh, prior to serving as uh, the Bengals head coach, Marvin Lewis was a defensive assistant for 11 years with the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Redskins, and won a Super Bowl ring as the defensive coordinator of that great 2000 Baltimore Raven defensive uh, unit that carried the Ravens, Ray Lewis and company, to the Super Bowl championship. Clearly, defense is your pedigree. What's your evaluation of where this Sun Devil defensive unit is through four games? Well, I I really felt... uh uh, we've made a, they've made a lot of progress. You know, a lot of young players played last year. And when you play as a young player, you don't quite – everything's happening so fast, so mm-hmm. you don't have a chance to figure it all out until you take a step back and look at it. And now they're, they're out there playing, and I think things make sense for them. And then now to, to get in position to win football games, and I think Coach mentioned earlier – we had some opportunities last week in the game, and we didn't make the plays uh, to go ahead and, and, and push ahead in the football game and get the lead and then go play with the lead. And that's important to do, and I think defensively uh, these young guys play with a lot of confidence. As they continue to grow, mm-hmm. they'll become more confident in everything they're doing, which enables you to play faster and faster. And they're playing a, uh, a different uh, scheme, the 3-3-5 that uh, Coach Danny Gonzalez and uh, Tony White brought over from San Diego State. What's your take on that scheme? Well, what it does is the, the ability to match up against the offense. And, and uh, you know, you don't have to change personnel groupings and everything. There's more there's some flexibility in there uh, to really be adaptive to versus the offense that you're playing and uh, puts a little more pressure on the protection schemes of teams, both run and pass, and the ability. And so for the defensive players, the ability to, to, to really understand it and get to the right spots. DJ mentioned a little bit of that earlier when mm-hmm. he was up here talking with you, to make sure they get to the right spots and, and, and stay there uh, and, and play it out and let the ball go to the unblocked defender. Let's look at your years at Cincinnati. 16 years as the head coach of the Bengals. That was a franchise that I think people who follow pro football know that it had the perception prior to your arrival as having kind of a revolving door for head coaches, and you were able to establish 16 solid years there, and I mentioned all the things you accomplished there. How were you able to do that? What are your main uh, takeaways from that time Well, I there? think I was very fortunate. I mean, one of the things that was important to me when I became a head coach that I could go somewhere where I didn't have to worry about the coaches, worried about where their next job was coming from, that it was a great place for their families to flourish and for them just to focus on doing their job. And, and that was that. I had uh, many of my coaches were there the entire time with me, unless they left to become a coordinator or a head coach. Mm-hmm. They literally were with me the entire time. And so that was very, very fortunate. We built through the draft. We utilized a lot of young players. Uh, my background from Pittsburgh and Baltimore were very similar that way. Mm-hmm. I worked for three family-owned organizations, so all that fit together, and it was a good fit for me uh, to work for Mike Brown and his family. And how about in his time, Marvin Lewis with quite a coaching tree. Five of his former assistants with the Bengals now or at one time were NFL head coaches, including a, a man we're familiar with here at Arizona State, Hugh Jackson, uh, who was uh, a former Sun Devil assistant and, of course, was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And current head coach is Jay Gruden of the Washington Redskins and Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was really uh, fortunate to have really good coaches. And uh, that's part of the thing is to be able to put good coaches on your staff, allow them to do their job. And uh, uh, and then it, 
enables you to bring the next good coach in mm-hmm. when they have an opportunity yeah. to move on. That is terrific. I want to ask you about two players that you did draft and coached in Cincinnati that are very familiar to us in Arizona. Carson Palmer was your uh, franchise quarterback for quite a few years uh, uh, at the beginning of his career and, of course, later came and played for the Cardinals. Yeah, after coaching Carson, you're spoiled. <laughs> you can't ever look at another quarterback prospect the same way. Uh, just, you know, his physical tools, uh, how hard he worked, uh, what he meant to the football team day in and day out uh, is so special. And, uh, you know, he really is, uh, you know, that way. And I can, you know, all of our time together, you know, I told him, hey, you and I are going to be joined at the hip here because you're going to be the first pick in the draft this year. Because, yeah. unfortunately, the Bengals had earned that first pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I got I got to broadcast some of Carson's games. His years at USC coincided with the first few years I was the radio announcer here. The other man I wanted to ask you about, of course, is one of the most gifted, yet I think complicated players we ever saw here at Arizona State, linebacker Vontez Perfect, who played for the Sun Devils from 2009 to 11 and uh, played uh, went with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, very complicated because he's so smart. Uh, he's a very <laughs> smart football player and... Uh, a uh, really very talented football player, literally from, uh, you know, I know his career kind of started very high here and then kind of sunk a little bit. And uh, because, you know, I, as I told Montez, you need to get in shape. You know, he played his last year here and on campus. He wasn't in shape mm-hmm. and uh, he lost the weight. He got in shape. He had a great start to his career in the NFL. Uh, some injuries have slowed him down over time. But, uh, you know, he's a smart football player. He continues to to grow he's good for the football team and hopefully he can rebound his career out this year this season here in Oakland yeah he's with the Oakland Raiders now quickly before we let you go uh this Arizona State program to me has a decidedly upward arc don't you think Marvin yeah it's exciting you know I I tell people all the time the the energy that that coach Edwards has uh brings to the entire building uh is something special you know as we go through the recruiting process uh you know still and uh, these guys come to campus to visit just like Donovan and mm-hmm. uh, a year ago, and, and uh, it, it's exciting that way, and that's what it is. It's uh, You have to continue to recruit really good players. You've got to coach them and mentor them, and uh, everything is set here to do that, and it's, it's all put in place, and it's exciting to be a part of, and, and we just... You know, we have a big football game this week at Cal Berkeley. So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, it's exciting. Uh, we got to go play good. Yeah, I think we are too. And it's just exciting to have you here as part of the program, my friend. And uh, belated happy birthday to you. A lot of good Thank people you. have birthdays in September. And uh, congratulations. Thanks, Marvin, Thank for joining you, us. All right. Very welcome. Sun Devil Special Advisor Marvin Lewis, our guest tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Herm will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to that big Pac-12 road trip to Cal this weekend. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, here on the Sun Devil Radio Network, now this time out. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. We thank you for joining us this evening on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light as we talk ASU Sun Devil football on this Tuesday night. Now, Keep in mind that after next week's bye week, no show next week, but the following week prior to the Washington State game, we go back to our regular Thursday time slot, 7 o'clock Thursday nights, uh, pretty much for the rest of the season for All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. 
As we conduct our own two-minute drill, winding down this evening's broadcast, Coach Edwards rejoins me now. First off, Herm, uh, it was such a thrill and honor to get to visit with Marvin Lewis just now. And it's such an honor, I think, for your program to have such a distinguished gentleman as part of it. Uh, what does he bring to your staff? Well, he's a tremendous asset and, and a great fan, a friend. Uh, we, we met uh, when Marvin was at uh, Pitt coaching. He was starting to be a college coach, and I was on the road with the Kansas City Chiefs learning how to be a scout, and that's how we first met. And then the next season, he actually came there and did an internship. You're talking back in 1989. Wow. <laughs> 90, wow. 91, wow. somewhere right around there. So mm-hmm. we've been friends ever since. And when he got his job at Cincinnati, um, I can remember um, his first year, uh, they played us, the Jets. He came in town and played the Jets. So mm-hmm. um, um, I've known Marvin a long time, and he's a guy I can lean on about a lot of different things when it comes to football. Um, you know, he says he does a lot for the coach. He does a lot for me, too. I mean, we we meet every day, literally, yeah. and sit and talk about, you know, how can we better the program? How can we help our coaches along with our players? And, you know, Marvin's like myself. We're indebted to the game of football. He wants to give something back. I mean, he doesn't need to do this. Yeah. I mean, he's helping a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's passionate about the game, and, and his knowledge alone can just helps everyone. It helps coaches. Uh, it helps players. It helps me. And, and it's a great it's a great way to have conversation with a guy that yeah. we're in similar eras. So yeah. we kind of know a lot about football. And it's just fun. We get we sit in the room sometimes just watch practice together. Just me and sure. him. We just sit in there. We just get away from the coach. We just yeah. sit there and watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how could a kid like one of the players not avail himself of Marvin's expertise? And also so much of your program with the NFL front office paradigm is designed to attract recruits capable of making it to the league and why wouldn't they want to come somewhere where a a former nfl head coach is part of the staff well i think when you have that much knowledge in your building it would be a shame if they didn't ask Uh, and and, and marvin's door is always open Mm -hmm. his door is like my door players walk in there all the time and it's just to have a conversation with marvin a lot of it's not about football this is about life in general and and that's what we're here to do Mm -hmm. we're here to do we're here to mentor young men and whatever information we have we're willing to give it to them in that vein, Herm, I've, I just had a coaching method question I wanted to run by. As you try to bring your team back from a tough loss, three-point loss to Colorado the uh, this past weekend, do you feel it's as important to emphasize to them the good things that they did or are doing as much as it is to point out the things that need to be corrected? Absolutely. Um, we've said it before on this show. It's about hope, right? Mm-hmm. Hope. I mean, how do, how, how do we do this? And, and, and uh, when I spoke to him when he got back, about the loss, you know, I, I knew they were feeling down, and I said, "Look, it's missed opportunities," and that was it. So we're moving on now. Yeah, we're not going to dwell on it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Nothing we can do about it now. We'll have another opportunity this week to play and, and win a football game on the road against a very good football team. And if an opportunity presents itself as a player, we got to make those. And if you make them, you win. And if you don't, then it, you, you, you know the consequences are not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's almost a given. It's going to be a close game. That seems to be all you're involved in. <laughs> Everyone, these days, we don't huh? we don't have too many of those barn burners where it's. Although this one kind of, you know, sitting there, yeah. you're, you're kind of watching both teams when both offenses got going. I'm going, oh boy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't turn out to be UCLA and Washington State. No. That was something like that was when I saw that I was like, you got the kid. That was incredible. Oh, now if you decide to watch Friday's ASU Cal game on ESPN. 
You're not going to hurt my feelings if you turn down the sound and tune up the Sun Devil Radio Network to allow us the privilege of bringing you all the action from Berkeley. Our coverage begins at 5.30 p.m. Friday evening, the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone. 7.30 kickoff as Jeff Van Raphorst joins Jordan and me for the broadcast of the game, which can be heard on 6.20 a.m. Thanks to our engineer producer, Sean Crespin, to Tim Cassidy from Sun Devil Football, Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network for his help. Thanks to all our fans here and Herm best of luck to you this week at Cal. Thank you my friend. And thank you folks for joining us again no show next week we'll be back Thursday October 10th for our next edition of All Aboard presented by Coors Light. I'm Tim Healy so long everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network presented by Mid First Bank.